Let the conversation continue with BetMGM tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. This time next week, we're going to be in Vegas on site for the big game. BetQL Network going to bring you all the shows and all kinds of stuff, a lot of social things. We went over all the behind the scenes stuff we're going to be doing next week in Vegas. Maybe some food tasting, maybe some makeovers for PJ. I don't know. There's some rumors of this stuff going on here. Lots of guests showing up to the set. Our own special spot right there at the BetMGM Sportsbook at Mandalay Bay, right in the center of everything. That's where we're going to be, guys. And maybe we'll get more breaking news like Corbin Burns going to the Orioles. That trade just went down. Joel Embiid's got a torn meniscus. That's bad news. But, you know, the NBA trade deadline's on Tuesday. So, hey, there's a chance we could have maybe the Sixers getting aggressive at the deadline and doing something sort of like Trista when the Suns last year traded for Kevin Durant. We're all sitting around a fire hanging out after the shows. We all just sit there and go, Kevin Durant to the Suns, and then everybody just panicked. Yeah, dude. I mean, it happened at like, I think, 1 in the morning, East Coast time. My phone was blowing up. I had a bunch of friends calling over and over and over again to say, hey, Kevin Durant's a son, which kind of came out of the blue. We talked about him wanting to go there and Matt Ishbia being a new owner and maybe wanting to do something with big balls, and he did that. Um, and now we're a year removed from that. And the Suns have been really, really, really good when they're all three together. Yeah, they have. And they're going to be a dangerous team if they're able to stay healthy. Just like my Los Angeles Clippers. I think that's like, those are going to be the teams that give the Nuggets a run for the, for their money. But man, like we talked about this. We talk about this all the time. Like Denver's still that team in the West. I mean, I know I have the Clippers futures, but that was because we were getting 18 to one prices. We were never going to get that with the Nuggets. And the Nuggets, for them, man, it just comes down to you need Jokic and you need Jamal Murray. I, I like the role players. Like I like Aaron Gordon. I obviously like Michael Porter Jr. But how many games did they win in the playoffs last year where he was like three for 14 from the floor? So um, it's going to be so fun. And then we look at the East. The East is kind of like the NFC, right? And the West is kind of like the AFC, where you have Mahomes and Herbert, because you have all these top teams. And then we have these wild card teams that we all like, like T likes Sacramento a lot. We all like OKC. You know, we're all kind of falling in love with this Minnesota team. And they're all really good regular season teams. And they could be good postseason teams, especially Minnesota, you know, um, but it's it's you don't know until you get there in the NBA and in the NBA I just feel like you have to lose a couple of years before you could win but that's the way I look at it man yeah. is like the east is Boston Milwaukee maybe Philadelphia now with this Embiid injury news you don't feel as good about them so maybe Cleveland's a sleeper team to circle and then of course the Heat are always around when we get to the playoffs but in the west it's packed and you could legitimately I think make the case for like six teams uh, if they stay healthy if they stay right I mean, it's just, listen, it's the, the NBA is the type of thing where one injury can change the trajectory of your entire season because it's a star-driven league. It's But same way in the NFL where, you know, quarterback will dictate the success of your career or your season, right? Where injury to a quarterback, look at where the Bengals were. Even though Jake Browning ended up really filling that spot well for the Bengals, you had a Joe Burrow situation where he wasn't healthy at the beginning of the year. They had to make up ground as they've done the last couple of seasons, but they just weren't able to do that this time around. I do. I haven't had a chance to get to this Ryan yet because you said something earlier. We've had back-to-back guests. You really truly believe that the Cliff Kingsbury hire as an offensive coordinator for the Raiders, Cliff Kingsbury is a better yeah. hire than Dan Quinn in Washington. Yeah. Him just to go there and call plays. He doesn't have to be the head coach. He's just calling plays. And this isn't like my endorsement of Cliff Kingsbury, 
with all due respect, I think he's kind of a doofus too. But yeah, like Dan Quinn just doesn't move the needle. I was so excited about the commander's job, man. I was I was on local radio here in Washington, D.C., even on my off day on a Saturday. That's how excited I was because I thought it was going to be a done deal. And I always say there's no such thing as locks, but I thought Ben Johnson with the quarterback in this draft of his choosing, other than probably Caleb Williams, who's going number one overall to the Chicago Bears, but he would have his choice of Jaden Daniels or Drake May. You know, and if you have to choose a young quarterback, I want to do it this year if I have to have a rookie quarterback on a rookie mm-hmm. deal. I don't want to take my chances next year with who? Quinn Ewers, uh, Shador Sanders. I mean, I really like Shador, don't get me wrong, but this is the year if you need a quarterback. Now, maybe he wants an established quarterback. Maybe if you're Ben Johnson, you're thinking Mike McCarthy's back in Dallas. He's one playoff exit, one wild card exit remote, uh, away from being fired. Maybe Nick Sirianni gets fired. Maybe Philadelphia gets bounced in the wild card again, and then he gets one of those jobs. I don't know what Ben Johnson is thinking, to be honest. Maybe he just really wants to run it back in Detroit. Maybe he doesn't think that he's capable of being a head coach. But I was so excited for this commander's job, and now you're just bringing in Dan Quinn. Unless they knock it out of the park with this offensive coordinator hire, I thought they would. I thought they should have went with an offensive-minded head coach because you have the number two pick, and you're taking quarterback. But, uh, yeah, I, you like this hire, man? I mean, you're the Commanders fan. I, I It doesn't do it for me. It doesn't. I would rather have Mike so, 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 So here's the thing. Dan Quinn was never like somebody that was overly excited about. It felt like a backup plan. It turns out, I talked to a couple people today, and it sounds like this was, he was maybe second or third on their list. So it's not like they were like, God, nobody else wants this job. Hey, Dan, I would call him up like, hey, man, do you want the job? Nobody else wants this. That was not the case at all. Uh, I got to credit Mark Schlereth because he said something earlier today that's kind of made his rounds around social media uh, is that Ben Johnson essentially behind the scenes had told a few people that really the only job that he wanted was the Chargers job and Justin Herbert. So this is now back-to-back seasons where Ben Johnson has been in the hiring market and interviewed for jobs more this year as a head coach than even last year. And then he decided to look around and go, Nah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm going to go back to Detroit. It's hard to leave your comfort zone. And it's hard to leave a place where you're looked at with in high regard and where you're successful and where you know you're in that comfort zone and you can do what you've done year after year after year, week after week after week. And you're going to know that you've got that ability to be successful every single week. I am convinced that Ben Johnson is just not truly confident enough in himself yet to be a head coach in the NFL. It's one thing to be an offensive coordinator. It's one thing to call plays. And it's another to also have that with a veteran quarterback and a lot of weapons like you have in Detroit. And if it's true that he only wanted to really go to the Chargers, well, you've got an established quarterback in Justin Herbert, and you've got a bunch of weapons there at wide receiver. Some good, some always hurt, like Mike Williams, but the case is you have that there. Ben Johnson doesn't sound like the type of guy that wants to go in and rebuild the team from scratch. So even though he may have been Washington's number one choice and a lot of teams number one choice because he's a great offensive mind. And I said this before on the show, like, it's not like I haven't said this before. I looked at him as the best offensive candidate that was out there, but we don't know what he's like as an actual head coach. There's a lot more to it. So to me, I look at this and say, Ben Johnson doesn't have the confidence in himself right now to be a head coach. So I don't want him as a head coach. Am I ecstatic about Dan Quinn? No, but this may also be a situation where 
come in, establish the culture. You got to have a good staff in terms of assistants and coordinators around you. The key here is that Washington got the number one general manager candidate in Adam Peters. And we know this, right? If you've got a great general manager that can identify talent, look at the Texans, anything is possible with that. I'm not ecstatic about the Dan Quinn situation, but at least I know one thing. It's going to sabotage the Cowboys, and maybe Micah Parsons is telling the truth, and he's going to leave and follow him to Washington. Because we'll welcome you, Micah. We'll welcome Micah Parsons to D.C. with open arms if that's the case. Yeah, I think it's, though, one of those scenarios, too, where it's like, if I'm one of the best, most coveted coordinators in the league, then I kind of want to set my own terms a little bit. I want to have a team that I think I can succeed the best with. I want to be able mm -hmm. to get the money that I want to get. And especially considering that the alternative is a team that could probably go to the Super Bowl in a very weak NFC, right? I, if this is a team that can, let's be honest, beat the hell up out of the San Francisco 49ers for three quarters of football, essentially. Like this is a team that if you keep things can like some continuity and Ben Johnson's the key to that. Mm -hmm. Ryan even said that, and you get yeah. even better defensively, my stock's only going to go up. So if I'm confident in myself, I'm not going to take the first job that's available. Even if the commanders seem like a good up and coming place, I'm going to want to go to a place that feels ready made for me to just step in and take the team to the next level. Like, I don't know the Dallas Cowboys. Like, my issue with this hire, right, is this seems kind of like your, like, bridge coach. This seems like the Lovey yeah. Smith hire yeah. for the Texans, right? Like, we are still not ready to win, but let's get a guy with some experience in here that's not going to just, like, completely destroy the culture. Although, like, with Washington, man, you need somebody to come in there and completely change the culture. And with a new ownership yeah. group, it's different for them, really, than any other team because we know – we don't know fully like what Dan Snyder was up to, but we got a pretty good idea. I mean, Nick, you know like better than most because you covered the team, whatnot, mm -hmm. and have been here locally. But it wasn't good. It wasn't good stuff. So you just want to completely um, like wipe away that stench. And I don't know. I, I just wanted it to be a bigger hire. But who knows? Like maybe in two years, three years, they'll get their guy. Or who knows? Like maybe. Maybe Dan is the guy, and he just needs the right offensive coordinator, the right guy to bring in uh, his offense, and and we'll see how it goes. Because even though they're going to get their quarterback with the number two pick, that's still a really bad offensive line and a really good, uh, really bad pass defense. So it's probably going to take some time anyway to rebuild this thing. That's the thing. They've got a lot of stuff they need to do. I mean, that offensive line was one of the worst in the NFL. We joke about the defense being a slump buster every single week for offenses, and that's the case. So if Dan Quinn's calling the defense, that's going to be a major plus for them. But it also comes down to, yeah, who the offensive coordinator is. There are reports that Clint Kubiak, the passing game coordinator for the 49ers, his obvious connection with Adam Peters, who was in the 49ers organization. It could be Clint Kubiak coming over to be the offensive coordinator. I'll take anybody that's a part of that 49ers offensive coaching staff across the board. So if you start bringing in young offensive minds to be on that offensive staff, then that changes things. And Dan Quinn is more of the, I'll focus on calling the defense. I'll be the CEO. I'll kind of run everything and create that culture where it may just be a bridge coach for a few years. This team's got a long way to go. I know you can go worse to first in the NFL kind of quickly sometimes, but this is a front office that said, we're going to do this the right way and we're going to take our time doing it. So I'd rather have that than Dan Snyder there. I promise you, it's a much better situation than where we are right now. I hope so. I hope so.
for your sake. And listen, you're in the air. Uh, well, <laughs> you're in the area. You got to at least deal with it a little bit. But yeah, I listen. It, it can't. I say this because I've seen I'm in the Maryland, bottom of the barrel. So I claim the Ravens. Although, do I? Oh no! How dare you? You're not allowed. No, no, you can't do that. You drive and work into DC. That's very, very different. All right, we'll talk to Kevin Sheehan, getting to some uh, Super Bowl props, betting, also what happened with the coaching hire, what's next for Washington, rest of the NFC East as well. BetMGM tonight. It's time for a short commercial break. Don't go anywhere, though, because we'll be right back with even more BetMGM tonight, presented by BetMGM, live from BetQL.